you're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Sydney. I'm Shanae. And how has your week been? Um, this week was all right. Mm-hmm. No, no complaints worth mentioning. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> um, weekends go by too fast. I seriously, like... I need a four-day week. Yeah, like, ASAP. I cannot, like, I'm like, I can't do this forever. Um, mm. I am excited because this Friday, I, have a, I took Friday off. Mm-hmm. And I have several spa appointments, spa mm. procedures done for me. Um, at the four seasons. I need to reschedule because, like, so the week excited. that everything shut down for COVID was my birthday, and I had a facial, I had a massage plan, I had all of that, and I of course canceled it. And so now I'm like, I need to reschedule because some of it was like gift cards, and I'm like, let me use these gift cards. Absolutely. So I just started like rescheduling things because I'm like, I need to, you know, get back out there, I guess, <laughs> and get these things done now that like. We're safer and right. we and halfway I, vaccinated. <laughs> so. Don't tell my job. That. Sorry. Um but um so I'm really so side note, for my upcoming massage, every time I've gone to the spa, um, you know, my hair has never been in a space where they could Oh, uh, scout. scout and so I am looking forward to Friday because right. finally I can say, yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> because, y'all, I remember last time I had a massage, I had a wig on. Make sure it was really secure. I, was, I wasn't, it wasn't as secure as my usual. And I tell you, he was in there, do you hear me? And it was good. It was good. But it got to the point where I almost lost my wig. And I tell you, I would die on that table. I would literally say, please leave, sir. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to finish that. And it was a dude. Please leave, Connor. Please leave. Okay. That's hilarious. But I won't have to worry about that, and mm. I'll be able to get the spot, the scout part, because I always be like, no, 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 can't do that. Uh, that's hilarious. So I'm looking forward to that, because it, mm-hmm. it was either had a wig on or it's my natural hair, and it's like, nah, I ain't. Mm-hmm. I'll need y'all up in that. Right, right. This time they can get to it without mm-hmm. messing nothing up. Mm-hmm. So I look forward to like a full massage this mm-hmm. time around. Yeah. But yeah, that's that. Um, my week's been fine. Like, again, the weekends have been good, but I need longer More. weekends. It's just not enough time. I know. It's like I wish we still got summer break. <laughs> like, honestly. Seriously, I just like. I just want a moment. We need summer break more as adults. And like. I feel like every time you get in a groove, mm-hmm. it's Sunday night again. I know. God forbid you have something to do like this weekend. Yeah. So it's like you can't even fully chill. I do not want to go to work tomorrow. And I'm just like, <laughs> Why do I have to do this? I feel grateful. At least I only have one meet tomorrow. And I got a bunch of meetings tomorrow. But it nevertheless, work, I mean, my weeks have been good. I'm still... Still kind of getting in the groove of things at work and figuring out if I'm like it and things like that. But that it is what it is at this point. Um, just we'll continue down this path and see how it goes. But, well, 
Let's keep it shaking and rolling. Mm-hmm. As y'all know, last week we didn't have an episode. Shout out to you, Jesus. We love you. <laughs> Rose on the third day. Um, because of that, it's like two weeks, but I want to just do just the highlights and keep it pushing. Yeah. So one, a little bit of last week. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ron. I was um, one of those people. I was people. like, who's Ron? Ron Isley. <laughs> I was someone who was lusting after Ron mm-hmm. during that versus. And I want everyone to know, I felt very uncomfortable in my lust. Because I was like, well, wait. Are you? Should I? Uh-uh. He's literally your grandfather's peer. What are you doing? So? But ain't nothing like a beard and new teeth, baby. A beard, new teeth, and an eyebrow pluck. <laughs> and a nice fur. Men, mm-hmm. it don't take much for y'all to step it up. Mm-mm. That beard and some teeth, honey. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If I you... mean, he do have a really full beard to be older. I mean, hey. You know. <laughs> he got veneers. I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Fellas, if you can, try beard. If you're feeling like you want to switch up your look, mm-hmm. you want to... Get a uh, beard. Well, make sure it's a good one. <laughs> I'm not opposed to it. Make sure it's a good one. Um... Try a beard, because mm-hmm. they really do be making y'all look better, like, for real. Oh, my God. I, I, it is what it is. It's not a bad thing. I love beards. Mm-hmm. Beard me. Oh, my God. That sounds weird, but okay. Um, <laughs> moving forward to a sad note. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we've, you, you've heard that DMX mm-hmm. has passed away. Yeah. He was 50 years old. Um a very big loss to the music industry and the mm-hmm. black community, especially, of course. Right. The one thing that I have seen that really tickled me is these, like, various, like, videos of him just, like, enjoying himself, whether yeah. it was with a fan, yeah. or he was listening to music, or he was with his family, mm-hmm. and that's very endearing. And we have to remember, guys, that it is okay to mourn someone you've never met. Yeah. DMX could have touched everyone, whether it was his music or his mm-hmm. personal struggles, his stories, his aura. We attach ourselves to that. We get yeah. motivated by that. It helps us, impacts us. So mm-hmm. it makes complete sense when um, a public figure passes that you've never met, Yeah, that you actually deeply feel something. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I always admire from him is he was very transparent about his addiction issues mm-hmm. and I feel like that is really powerful and I'm sure he has changed many lives mm-hmm. and the other thing in a February interview of this year he and it's recirculated just talked about if he passed yeah. he would be okay he would mm-hmm. feel like he had a good life yeah. and I think and I bring it up to say is that's something to think about and to have some peace because he was at peace right and I really I don't want to get emotional. That really resonated with me because, as y'all know, my grandma has passed. She passed in January. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that, at times, that has helped me... Sorry, y'all. No, there's no need to apologize. One thing that has helped me is knowing that my grandma was at peace. Mm-hmm. My grandmother had a great life, and she was content. Mm-hmm. And she was ready to go... She was ready for right. the... You know, to leave this world. For the next chapter. For the next, you know... To be with the Lord. Mm-hmm. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I had to look. Love- hey, Grandma. <laughs> Tell Jesus I said what's good. You so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but all that to say that I miss my grandma. I think about her every day. And sometimes I can't get myself out of it. But sometimes when I think about the fact that she felt good and she felt okay to go, yeah. sometimes that makes me feel better. And yeah. I think that 
hopefully with time, because mm-hmm. it's going to be a long time, mm-hmm. but hopefully with time, that may help his family and friends. Yeah. And maybe just for you as a fan or a supporter, that can help you as you figure it out. So yeah. just rest in peace to him and like parents to his family his friends Mm -hmm. because losing a loved one sucks um and it just sucks and typically no matter the age Mm -hmm. or how long they had here it's never enough right yeah so anyway um that was really the main thing but i wanted to bring up another i wanted to bring up the kardashians now (laughs) I want to bring up a point that I want to say shout out to TikTok because mm-hmm. that made me really want to talk about this for a moment. So Chloe got into some, there was an untouched, retouched photo of her that I think her grandmother posted that um, mm. there's reports that, you know, her and her legal team were like going to outlets and they wanted to pull this picture down oh, and get off the internet. Now, a lot of people were saying that, like, that's the best she's ever looked. She's not Photoshopped. It mm-hmm. looks... And it looks more like the Chloe we that saw we in the early seasons. Mm-hmm. As we know, you know, the makeup and Photoshop, we can... Her appearance has changed over the years. Right. Um, and so she put out a statement about how it's hard. And, you know, she's worked hard for her body. And it's hard to be teared down. And she understands y'all won't care because, like, she's rich or whatever. But another side of that, so on one hand, I did feel a level of empathy because mm-hmm. she was criticized the most. She was she the was. ugly sister, the fat sister. She mm-hmm. needed the work. And we all know how social media is. We criticize, people criticize to the point, and then when they change it, they we don't love themselves. Right. So we know how that is. But then this one TikTok video, I was like, huh, mm-hmm. where she said, she started off to say that, like, and I, I wish I had a girl's name. Mm-hmm. She said, like, at first she was like, she had empathy, and then she thought, hmm, never mind. Mm-hmm. She said because she's raging against a machine that she impartially Pretty. built. Yeah. And I was like, huh, yeah. what an interesting way to think about it. She was mm-hmm. like, her and her sisters cre- are partly a part of these standards. Mm-hmm. They got surgery. They weren't transparent. They're saying it's just working out. It's clearly not. Mm-hmm. And they photoshopped. She was like, they cre- somewhat created these standards yeah. and withhold themselves against it and now are like fighting against the machine that they built. Right. And I just thought that was such an interesting way. I yeah. would say, did they create the standards? I'm not going to say, not all, like mm-hmm. the sort of um, beauty standards of women when it comes to like how we look in our body size. If you look in the history, it has changed over time. Because now it's like fake body. Because now it's like that's the, the standard, the ant body I call yeah, it. Yeah. But they were, I do think they were a part of the shift that. Yeah. I agree with that. But to give Chloe just a slight bit of credit, is she did hold on for a while. And she they was tearing her down. But that's what <laughs> like, I was like, up. I understand the thought of like fighting this machine you partly built. Yeah. But I do still give her empathy. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying that as a Kardashian supporter. Here's the thing. I think I know people feel like it's all or nothing. Right. We can criticize them and their brand mm-hmm. and their appropriation mm-hmm. and things that are inappropriate. Yeah. But on a human level... I'll, her and every other celebrity, y'all are mean. And I'm mm-hmm. not meaning our listeners, yeah. but let's not act general, like yeah. the people online aren't mean. I yeah. mean, criticize everything and 
with no regret. Like, they just sit up here. Like, they not talking about another human. That's what I'm saying. Just out here, and typically the excuse is, well, they're rich, they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I know that I could not handle that sort of public scrutiny. Like, yeah. my comments would always be off. Do you hear me? Like, yeah. for my own mental peace, because yeah. when someone's tearing you down every single day mm-hmm. for years... It's already hard enough to feel good about yourself when you ain't a public figure, Facts. right? Facts. So yeah, I still have empathy for her, but yeah. it just made me. It made me also think, on a personal level, ask yourself: Are you wanting out of something you contribute in? It made mm-hmm. me think on a bigger way, yeah. Especially yeah. when it comes to beauty standards and how we care ourselves, especially as women, mm-hmm. you identify as a woman. Mm-hmm. The pressure that comes with that. Are we fighting against a machine that we are also kind of contributing in? And I think in some categories we are. Yeah. And so it just made me feel like, hmm, it made me ponder and think. So shout out to you, TikTok girl. (laughs) TikTok girl. You made me think. (laughs) Outside of that, I feel like nothing to really say. Mm -mm. Not to me. No, we watched the, um, did you finish, what's her name? Jesus. Is Selena Gomez her name? Demi, Demi no, you know what? <laughs> Don't play with Demi like that. You but play. you knew who I was thinking I know, about. But you, I feel like you played. They sing on different levels now. <laughs> but I missed this week's episode. Okay. So I actually think I watched it tonight. Okay. So yeah, uh, going into the nice de- next so segment. So we'll talk about Demi Lovato next week then. Because the last episode, I have thoughts. No, that we'll talk about next darn. week. Part of us will talk about it now. No, no, but no, no, I haven't no. seen it. Next week, y'all. Yeah, we'll, Fine. we'll talk about it next week. But I do like it, and I want to catch up on it. Yeah. Um, Outside of that, I haven't watched anything new that I can remember. I did get caught up on Grey's Anatomy. They mm-hmm. wild, and I don't even want to go there. <laughs> um, I did... I haven't watched The Nanny on HBO, HBO Max. Mm-hmm. It's a nice little bit of nostalgia. I really did like The Nanny. I did, too. So yeah. it's been fun to watch that. Yeah. I haven't watched anything new, I though. watched on Netflix, This is a Robbery, um, which was good. It was about, like, um, the biggest art heist in history. Okay. Um, I watched, well, I have 30 minutes left in the final episode of The Serpent, also based on a true story of a man that was, like, killing people. Um, and then I started them on Amazon Prime. I don't know if I'm gonna finish it. I've heard a lot of like nah yeah. on the film yeah, over I don't know reviews. If I'm it. I mean, honestly, I watched the trailer and I thought, well, this looks familiar, doesn't it? Right, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. But I haven't heard like positive reviews. Me, yeah, from even people. the people I know that have watched all of it, they were like they hated it. Yeah. So that's I, don't what know. You I watched from... the first episode and I'm like, mm, and that's kind of what took me to Netflix and right. watching all these other shows because I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna come back to this. That's what you get for biting off other people. Well, I think that she said she talked to him before this creation of this movie and got the go ahead and like the okay from him. But don't we but, still think it's biting though? Even if you said, I mean, maybe not. It just... But I, to me, the bad part about it isn't the biting. I'm just tired. <laughs> of seeing the same thing. Well, I also feel like, especially because COVID has been hard enough, mm-hmm. and I feel like there's been such a... Not really for black people who, who know how the world works, but there's, on the mainstream media now, mm-hmm. a lot of conversation about race and social injustice, and not necessarily in a way where change is actually happening. Right. Just a lot of talk. Yeah. And now it's coming out in media where, as a black person... We already were underrepresented, and now when there seems to be more representation, it's the same sort of 
trauma Mm -hmm. it's not us living life or just falling in love or just hating their job not Mm -hmm. hating their job because they black and they in the corporate space and it is a part of it yeah but i think there's a way to do films where it's an undertone it doesn't have to be the main story yeah 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 and so Um, i think sometimes i get tired of the trauma yeah i'm just like can i be happy can i just see people be in love or whatever give Mm -hmm. me some insecure energy all right yeah and then uh, a documentary called Coded Bias. I had I got a pre-screening of that, but it's also now on Netflix, which was really good, and I would recommend people watching as well. All right, y'all. Y'all have y'all watching orders. <laughs> um, my Bravo moment will be very brief because I don't know how <clears throat> on Housewives of Atlanta, who mm-hmm. do you think they still talking about? I know they're not still talking about this. I'm telling you, he's getting all the promotion. He's going to be booked for years, okay? And I would be very brief. <laughs> like, I don't even want because I feel like I'm repeating myself. But I really want it comes down to this. As adults, consenting adults, mm-hmm. what someone is doing sexually isn't your business. Mm-hmm. And whether they choose to tell you or not is on them. Right. And it's annoying that we're still coming here. Mm-hmm. And what's irritating me is Kenya's hypocrisy. And I cannot believe this is the storyline for the season. Can you believe this? Like, where, we could have left this. Where would the season be without Portia? Shout out to Portia. She's carrying the whole season. <laughs> I mean, let's call it. Yeah. But the whole thought is this. Kenya's like, I don't respect Portia. I don't like Portia. But you're so concerned about who she slept with. Right. You care, sweetie. Right. Big time. And the thing is, did you want to sleep with Bolo or Portia? Because, like, you too... The reason <laughs> I say this because, like, you too hype on some people that you don't like and respect. When mm-hmm. I don't like and respect someone, I could care less who they're who they banging. Because that shows that you care if you're still talking about them so much. I mean, you care. There's right. a level. And mm-hmm. we need to, you need to get to the root of that, sis. Thanks. But the other part is, it's this way of... She's also shaming her in the same resort, in mm-hmm. the same, like, area. Yeah. Look. Portia's a grown woman, so she did have sex with Bola. She was, they were consenting adults, mm-hmm. and that's what consenting adults do. So mm-hmm. it really doesn't. It really shouldn't matter beyond that. And as a person who definitely used to shame, <laughs> and I'm ashamed that I shamed. <laughs> you really gotta sit back and say, what? What is that? Yeah, yeah. Get out of that patriarchy, sis. Get out of that white supremacy, because that's what it's based in. Mm-hmm. Patriarchy, a little spring white supremacy, pretty much all the problems of this of this world. Okay, <laughs> a little bit of capitalism, a little bit of capitalism, <laughs> little little capitalism sprinkled on top. I call it, I call it the isms. CPR. Ah, uh, okay, all right. Capitalism, patriarchy, racism. There it is, baby. CPR. But anyway, it's just annoying, and I just feel like at your big age, Kenya, I think you should mm-hmm. have bigger fish to fry, and frankly. At in any age, we none of us should be clocking what other people are doing sexually between them and their partners, mm-hmm. and it's consented. Like, you shouldn't even care. And at the end of the day, Portia has made her clear that she didn't sleep with Bolo. So the real thing is, y'all don't believe Portia. Right. And I would rather them just say, I won't believe her, than to keep trying Pulling to be in. this truth seeker. Yeah. She gave you an answer, and at the end of the day, you don't believe it. And that's your problem because right. she gave her answer. But the thing is, if she did do it and wants to lie, that's her right. That's her. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right? At the end of the day, she gave you an answer. Yeah. You want her to say she did it. Mm-hmm. She said she didn't do it. So that's right. the end of it. Right. And there was a lot of talk about Marlo feeling like she's in between, in between kind of like this Kenya Portia thing. And Marlo, you're not in between. You put yourself in the middle. Mm-hmm. And something Candy said that 
resonates again with you just don't believe her. She was like, you wanted an answer and she gave it to you. She's like, it doesn't seem like you're accepting that. Mm -hmm. You want her to admit she's guilty. And Marlo's like, I just need to know who's lying. Why? Right. It doesn't impact you. She's not lying about your bodies Mm -hmm. or who you've been with or your money or what you're doing. If she is lying, it's about herself. And that literally doesn't impact any of y'all. Right. So for moms, be like, well, I don't want to be friends with liars, but you lie. We all lie. So like to like, she's trying to make it like, and yeah, she's making it like it was this big lie that would impact people. If she lied about sleeping with this man, it it doesn't. It impacts literally no one. All I'm going to say is we need to move on. And I, um, Really hope they really grill King in the reunion as to beyond her supposed that I just like the truth because like no you don't, mm-hmm. can you just say you don't like Portia and you like holding this carrot? Right. Like I would respect Kenya more if she would just be honest to say I don't like her. So I'm gonna keep and I'm gonna keep digging her because that's yeah. really all that this is. Yeah. And that's all I have to say. I don't really have anything to say about Married to Medicine. Nothing really to report. Nothing that's memorable. Mm-hmm. And um, that's it. I will be reporting on Housewives of New York. Mm-hmm. Now, typically, y'all, I don't really talk about my black Bravo shows, but y'all know I watch the white women, too. <laughs> but my favorite white women housewives got two new black ones. Oh. So I'm going to bring it to y'all okay. on a Bravo moment. <laughs> Alrighty, well, we have two questions of the week to catch up on. Um, one was, would you rather give up traveling or give up celebrating holidays? Um, I mean, most people... Just say, like, I mean, Some holiday. people did say it was hard for them to decide, but I mean, overwhelmingly. <laughs> holidays. Like, I just, it's like 20 niggas. Right, holidays, <laughs> I'm holidays, just not, bye, bye. Yeah, so I'm trying to find if anybody said... No, everybody. Everyone just say holiday. So say we're gonna leave it at that. Thanks, guys, for answering. We really appreciate it because that one got a lot of answers. Um, I would say for me, it's hard mm-hmm. because I do celebrate the holidays, and yeah. the holidays mean the biggest thing is more like just essentially the family time, right? Um, so not saying we can't have family time vacation. Mm-hmm. So I guess holidays. You would give up the holidays. Yeah, me too. I mean. That was easy for me because, I mean, I'm ready to travel somewhere. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would be able to give up traveling just because I just, there's so much out there to see. And like... when you think about it, <laughs> when you think about the reason for the season, uh, you can carry that with you anywhere. Well, that's because, you know, other countries call going on vacation going on holiday. Holiday. Yeah. So, technically... <laughs> If I go on holiday and praise the Lord that he rose again, mm-hmm. boom, bam. Because <laughs> I'm like watching uh, Married at First Sight Australia and every time they go on a trip, they're like, how is holiday? Yeah, Europe, they all say, they say holiday. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they say holiday and we say we vacation. We say vacation. I don't know either, <laughs> but they definitely all say going on holiday. So they definitely like But I also feel same. like overseas, a lot of times in those countries, vacation is actually sometimes weeks in a month. So yeah, they really they be get gone. Mad time. And we already know how it is in the capitalist society we live in right. in the US of A. Yeah, they get it's some country they get like two years for maternity leave. So like they actually get to spend a good amount of time and don't have to worry about as much 
Because, you know, here, if you got a newborn in daycare, they charge I you mean, your behind. <laughs> like, you don't have to worry about that as much. literally want you to push the kid out on Saturday. And come back, yeah. And be back on Monday. Yeah. It really should be illegal. It should be, yeah. I mean, I really think it should be illegal to not have maternity leave, but... I also agree with that. <sighs> you know. It should companies. be legal to do a lot of things here. That, <laughs> right. That get done. Right, right. Companies on company. Um, our second question was, what's your favorite cereal and why? Um, Yegu said, I got a couple, but honey bunches of oats with almonds because it's delicious. I know it's old people cereal, but it hits the spot every time. I like that one too, actually. Um, Headshock1906 said, golden grams and cinnamon toast crunch mixed that Mix that milk at the end. It's like liquid heaven. Um, Reese P said, so my mom used to get me bootleg Captain Crunch as a kid from the grocery store that had a picture of a shark on it. I called it Sharky Cereal, so I don't know the real name. Uh, the Boonie Breakdown said Frosted Flakes. Um, Thumbelina said, I will say Honey Oats Cheerios is my new fave because she loves the taste and it feels healthy. Um, it's Ashley Catherine said, gotta be Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So what's yours? And the scammers who won't leave us alone. That's it. Um, it's been okay. So let's just take really, a pause because at first I thought it was just us, but now I'm seeing other people's pages too. This I'm is like the new wave, right? Like every, remember, Get y'all bots together, and they started responding to I me. Know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so y'all do respond? Look back. Let's do this. Remember, remember when it was the weave? Yeah. Like it's just this whole like there are ways of scammers. Things. But anyway. I feel like the staples in my home at all times is Frosted Flakes and Cheerios. Mm -hmm. And when I want a little razzle-dazzle, I do Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Those are pretty much the staples in my home, too, except um, the Honey Bunches of Oats um, that she mentioned. We have those, too. Yeah, but those are... I feel like those are our go-to. Like, right now, I have Cheerios and Cinnamon Toast Crunch in my home. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Frosted Flakes is another staple in our house. I haven't eaten cereal in so long. Sometimes cereal really hit the spot. And for me, y'all, cereal to me is the best at like 11.30 at night. Well, you know, I was talking to Maurice about this the other day. I wish, because they had this in like California and New York, because they get everything. The cereal restaurants. The cereal bars, like the uh, yogurt, frozen yogurt. We need that. Oh my God. Because I don't want to always buy all of these uh, different cereals. But I want... Sometimes you just have a taste. Yes. But what I do is... Like, I would love some cookie crisp, but I'm not buying a box of cookie crisp. (laughs) Sometimes, um... The grocery store and, like, Dollar Tree mm-hmm. has the serving size, like, individual oh, wrap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sometimes I'll do that when I'm in a mood. Because yeah. sometimes, like, shorty like a little Apple Jacks every now and then, but mm-hmm. I don't need a box. Yeah. So, sometimes, they're typically at the grocery store, like, the Dollar Tree. Mm-hmm. They don't have all flavors, so you may not be able to find all that you're looking for. Right. But there is an opportunity to, like, get a little cereal. Because mm-hmm. I also like Captain Crunch berries every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just the berries. <laughs> yeah, so I do we I wish we had that because I would love that so much. But thanks guys as always for answering our questions and interacting with us. Continue to do so. If you have questions, suggestions, let us know. You can email us goodgirlsbehavingbadly at gmail.com. So today we want to talk about the importance of tone. And I think we've like talked about things about and how tone matters and sh- I mean words matter too. But today, we're just going to talk about how tone can really make a difference um, in what you're saying. And, like, before we even started the podcast, we were giving some phrases <laughs> of examples of how, like, you can really say things, like, and you're saying the same words, but your tone makes it completely different. different. Like, 
and I don't think we do it as much in the as more anymore. But me and Shanae always used to call each other like sluts. She's hoes. the biggest whore in right. the entire all, earth, all the time. But if you did not know us, mm-hmm. you would think the and sometimes our tone mm-hmm. isn't like, oh, you're such a slut. <laughs> no, right. our tone is like whore. <laughs> and so if you didn't know us mm-hmm. and you heard me say it to her, you'd be like. Is she really calling her a whore right now? Mm-hmm. When Sydney knows I'm not. Mm-hmm. But it's like the tone. So right. you could call somebody a slut and really mean it. Like, right. you're a slut. Mm-hmm. You're like, girl, you're such a slut. <laughs> right. Two different things. Yes. One is like, you're a whore. Mm-hmm. Shame. Mm-hmm. And the other one's like, you're a whore. You better go. Yeah, yeah do that. Right. <laughs> like, it's two different. <laughs> right. Two different tones or even, every time. I think about in middle school when you used to say "Don't be racist." I think a lot of people think you was, thought you was joking because you said it in like a playful tone. <laughs> I wasn't. I know he wasn't, but it was your thing of saying like "Don't be racist." I was. So both, I don't think I was a lot of people took before, that seriously. Nah, I was. I some. I know you meant to. Some of the white folk got it correct. <laughs> okay. Maybe the black people wasn't yeah, taking me seriously. Maybe. But let me be clear. In my quest to end racism in middle school, mm-hmm. I actually did have certain conversations with non-black people about stuff. So, like, I've always been with it. Mm-hmm. I was woke before it got popular. It's like, I won't even be that person. <laughs> um, And so, y'all know we be having articles. But one of the articles says that the tone of voice can sometimes matter even more than the words that you're saying. Because it can make your intention more clear. Because, you know, everybody's not really good with putting words together. I don't think I'm good with putting words together. But if your tone, you know, brings across what you're trying to say, people can usually put to the side that maybe you didn't string the sentence together in the best possible way. Um, And so I would agree with that. Because, like, don't be condescending and saying, like, stuff like... If you're trying to correct me, tone definitely matters. Then. It's that, like, nasty, nice thing. Yeah, It's like, no, honey, mm-hmm. don't right. talk to me. Like, where it's like, excuse you? <laughs> right, yeah. Because it can, it can just send a different message of, like, you're trying to correct me because you're talking down to me versus you're talking, you're correcting me because you're trying to help me. Your tone can completely shift that. Um, and so there are four essential types of tone in voice and communication. I feel like there are more, but this one just lifted, listed four. Um, and so it's motivator, which inspires people, educator, which informs people, coach, which is directive and assertive, and colleague, which is chatty and informal. I feel like there are more negative <laughs> uh, types of tone in voice, but I guess a lot of the negative ones they would group under coach because they're saying it's more directive and assertive. Hmm. Yeah, because, like, I also feel like there's a loving tone. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I guess you could fit and it in caring. those. I guess you could fit it in those categories. Yeah, if you had to. If you wanted to. Yeah. But I do see it as a wider thing because I also mm-hmm. feel like for the coach, you can be assertive and firm and loving. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it goes both ways. That's why I feel like you should like break it out more. and assertive are two different That's things. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like it could be broken out more. I do think I try to be... Um, I've had to learn... Mm-hmm. Using those four types, I've had to learn when to not be the coach or educator. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people don't want that period 
And so, um, even with your tone, and that goes into what you're saying, Mm -hmm. but it comes out in the tone either way. Mm -hmm. I think I can be, I'm very clear and firm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I have softened my tone. Yeah. Because I feel like no matter what I said, they they just felt and heard the tone. Right, right, right. And so definitely like in relationships and romantic situations, Mm -hmm. I... Um, can be, I've become more, I think my singleness has kind of done this. Mm -hmm. In one hand, I know more of my boundaries and I Mm -hmm. know how to, um, communicate them. But in some ways I can be very like, well, this is what it is, period. Mm -hmm. And while it is what it is, I certainly can deliver it and have a tone that can make someone actually hear me Mm -hmm. and understand and not feel defensive or feel like I'm like putting them down and like telling them what to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I also know that with the men's, honey, mm-hmm. I find that especially when you're giving criticism, mm-hmm. now I'm not saying all men, but mm-hmm. let's just say the men's I've experienced, mm-hmm. I've really had to soften my tone to get it across because oh, they man. just cannot handle. <laughs> um, okay. I won't say they can't handle they don't like it mm-hmm. when I'm in that coach space. It's funny because the article says that women's tone is judged more than men. Oh, of course it is. We live yeah. in a patriarchal society. Yeah. They can they can raise their voice. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be even if we just take take the workplace. Mm-hmm. Men can say things, and if a woman says it, you know she's aggressive mm-hmm. or she's a bitch and then we're black women on top of that right, right, right. so we look at her and you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that does that definitely is a part of it and i feel mm-hmm. like sometimes in relationships um i hear more conversations about the woman's tone and how she needs to talk mm-hmm. versus what i hear about how the man should speak and yeah. how he needs to speak to her. Yeah. I as a woman I hear more about like women need to be speaking, y'all need to more than about a man saying, you know what, I need to say it better or I need to commun well maybe because stereotypically they don't really communicate at all. So maybe that's why mm-hmm. there's less conversations about I a think, man's tone. Yeah. I think a lot of men may base how they're communicating off of their partner or off of whoever's communicating to them. Like they don't necessarily set the tone you know what i mean they are allowing other people to set the tone why do you think that because i do think and maybe it's partly like part of the whole patriarchy thing of Mm -hmm. i think we are taught to be more communicators than men yeah and so that's a part of it Mm -hmm. um because and as you think about it do men know their communication style do men know? i don't think all of them do no Right. I don't think a lot of men, especially if they're not trying to necessarily develop or grow intentionally, right? they probably don't think to look into those kinds of things. They may change their communication based off of their partner. Like, they, a lot, men know what ticks their women off. Oh, of course. Like, um, in, in heterosexual relationships and probably in homosexual relationships, they, you know, well, everybody you know knows person, what right? You know when you're, typically, right. if you're paying any attention, <laughs> right, right? Right, You will know what upsets them right. and you will know, you would learn mm-hmm. the tone that your partner positively reacts to and what they don't. Right, right. So you would learn. Mm-hmm. But I know that, like, 
I know a lot of women who know their communication style and know, mm-hmm. they know... Because we want to work on those things. We want to work on being better communicators. Whereas, oftentimes, I don't think um, our partners do that until we tell them that, like, hey, they need, need to, to do work that. on this communication. Then they work on it. But they're not going, a lot of times, initiate it on their own. Man, why do y'all do that? Because they probably, I don't think they look at themselves to see what they need to change as much. They wait to, for somebody else to tell them that they need to change. And it's typically a romantic partner. Right. Why is why is that? I just think, it, I mean, it's sad, but I don't think a lot of men would choose to grow if it was not influenced by a romantic partner. That's, they would choose to be consistently who they are. That is very sad to me. Men... We want to hear your thoughts. I really, I'm really curious yeah. because I do you think that's true. Because you should want to be better for yourself. For yourself, but I and then a lot of and I will say this: when I do see growth from a man, or when I it's typically um, after a failed relationship or after uh-huh. not, you know, like and I'll they say finally this: finally take a minute to self reflect. Correct. So I'll say this: typically, and we all know it's not all. We talk about like. Uh, someone's single season or whatever. Mm-hmm. Women, a lot of time, women, whether they're dating or not, because you can, you know, depends on the categories of single, but mm-hmm. if you're not in a committed relationship, whether mm-hmm. you're single or not, there's, to me, a lot of communication energy around using this time where it is just me, where I'm, I can be fully focused on my needs, I'm not in a committed relationship, mm-hmm. that I'm going to nurture myself, grow myself, you know, be better, mm-hmm. love me, whatever. And for men, I don't think they even really talk about a single season. And a lot of times, a single season is like fucking, <laughs> right? It's not about like, um. Or I've heard men say they need to be single to focus on work, or they save I'm, their money. Right. They save money. Right. They they try and get their money up. Mm-hmm. Um, um, or career, which to me equates to money. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, a lot of times. I don't, and I know we're going a little bit off topic, but it makes me feel like, hmm, we'll have to come back here. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like self-improvement for men is just status, money. Mm-hmm. More than their actual... Status, money, partnership. More than their actual... Um, their own development. Emotional development, spiritual mm-hmm. development, things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Men. Men. <laughs> There's more than life than money. Granted, I know... I'm slightly not helping y'all because I'm always talking about how y'all have enough money. <laughs> but right. I do acknowledge that. Right, right. I am a part of the machine I want to dismantle. Right. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. And because, Whoa. like, men, you know, going back to the influence that Steve Harvey has had on our culture, men have been taught to protect, profess, and to provide. None of that says to develop themselves. All of that is being able to, like, physically do things. Um, and, I mean, we talked about how protection is different for us now. But um, a lot of men didn't learn that we, phys- like, the physical protection wasn't all that we meant by protection until we told them. Because they took for protection as meaning Like, I'm going to get my gun. Right, right, right. So I don't think men are necessarily taught that they need to work on themselves, that they need to develop, that they need to look at the generational curses that they may want to break um, in order to be better, regardless of whether or not they're in a relationship. Correct. Just be better to be better. Right. 
Right. Anyway, going back to the topic, tone. <laughs> yes. Because we, we, we veered off, but I feel like it was a natural veered off. It was. We're it veering was. back. Tone. Uh, yes. Another factor that I didn't think about that the article says influences tone is breathing. And so how people, if they're having like quick breaths, they may, it may bring the tone that they're stressed or they're having anxiety or something like that. I did not what think about, do? right. I feel stressed. Yeah. I never thought about yeah. how much breathing factors into the message that you're sending across. But, and I mean, that's the easiest point of reference is like the quick, um, breathing, but they're saying like deep, constant breaths, breaths can mean anger. Like, you know what? Yes. I really should be an actress because I'm just hitting it. You're, <laughs> you're just throwing scenarios at me and I'm just like, you know what, Sydney? I've had enough. Right. Yes. yes. You will not continue to talk to me like this. So that exactly. was anger, guys. Yes. Let me know how you feel about yes. that one. And so, scene. <laughs> breath volume, all of those things really do send across messages that are all kind of bottled up into tone. Correct. Um, because if you're loud, I might be like, why are you yelling at me? And some people do just talk loud and don't realize it. Can I just say, my father and his, <laughs> my entire <laughs> father and entire when you go to my dad's side of a function, bring some earplugs. <laughs> me and my mother just be like, why do you always yell? I mean, yeah. I deal with my dad. Like, we be in a house. I'm like, dad, I'm right in front of you. Why are you yelling at me? But, like, he gets it honest. Mm-hmm. They are a loud bunch. Just mm-hmm. a normal talking voice mm-hmm. is loud. Now, don't let them yell on top of that. <laughs> right. Don't let a game be going on. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> you gonna hear them outside? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so, that's, def- I think it's, it is your, um, I agree. It's your breathing, the your inflections speed. in your voice, your cadence, mm-hmm. um, all of that impact. All of that comes together to what someone hears. Because yeah. I, I realize, especially when I'm upset, mm-hmm. my impulse um, can be unsettling for some. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if I'm trying to fix it, and mm-hmm. I'm not just like yelling, if I'm trying to express my anger to someone mm-hmm. in a way where we can find solution or talk it out, right. I find myself having to slow down. Mm-hmm. And that's why sometimes when I'm really upset with people, I say I need a minute. Yeah. Because I can't, in the in the moment, I don't feel like I have enough control over my tone. Right. Yeah. So sometimes when I'm really upset and I'm like, I need a minute, mm-hmm. it's because I know... What I'm thinking and the way it will come out, mm-hmm. it will not be productive. It will not get us anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I need a minute to breathe mm-hmm. and not necessarily change my word. I mean, in some some spaces, I'm softening the word choice, yeah. but a lot of times it's my tone. Mm-hmm. I have a very sharp tongue. <laughs> And I don't mind yelling at people. Mm-hmm. So I will raise my voice. Mm-hmm. You will know I'm upset at you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will be very clear. Right. And if you're... And of course, the natural person will be defensive. Yeah. Or hurt. Yeah. And either way, it's not going to get you nowhere. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, um, I've had conversations with my mom. And sometimes she will have to, like, step away and come back later and be like, Okay, I understand what you were saying. And I agree with you. But the way you said it in that moment was not didn't mix right. well, right? And so then I'll be like, you're right. I shouldn't have said it that way. But in that moment, I was irritated. So it came out that way. But it, it's like I appreciate that she can take a step <laughs> away 
and be like, okay, now what was she actually saying? But I also have to take responsibility for, for my right, tone right. to be like, okay, in the future, right. I can, because we don't have to do the step away right. if my tone is better. If I think about I'm, it. Right. And it really comes down to creating new habits. Mm-hmm. It's like you have your default settings even with tone. Yeah. When you're upset, whether, mm-hmm. when I say upset, whether you're sad mm-hmm. or mad, you have your, your default reaction. Irritated. Irritated, because yeah. yeah. I know like my tone is very short mm-hmm. and very, um, it's short and like kind of curt when I'm irritated. Oh, yeah. Or like, I just thought of an example like, if somebody is running late, you'd be like, So when is this getting started? You know what? Never mind. Like, you I get started, <laughs> right? And <laughs> you, like, you don't, you don't give nobody a second to answer because you just like, Nope. Just we don't are moving. <laughs> like, and I, I have learned to be like, don't say nothing. Like, let yeah, her get through it. <laughs> because that's a really good example. So, y'all, I can't stand when people are late. Mm-hmm. I find it so freaking disrespectful. Especially when it's more than, like, because something negligible, correct. like five minutes. When it's more than that. Because yeah. you could have just communicated. Right. Like, so when people are late and we, like, 15... Mm-hmm. Even 15 minutes, I'm starting to get agitated, yeah. but I can still keep it cool. Yeah. Once we get to 20 minutes, right. I'm getting pissed off. <laughs> right. Because at that point, you knew your ass was going to be late. Oh, yeah. And you could have texted, called, or whatever, yeah. and I get pissed. Mm-hmm. So, and don't let me be hungry on top of that. But anyway, that's another <laughs> side emotion. But I definitely, like, so we just going, so they're just going to be this late. Mm-hmm. Maybe I talk to them, and then I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, it doesn't even matter because you're already mad. Right. And that's it don't why, matter if nobody talks to them. And that's why I be like, never mind because I realize that like I'm at a level where it's like even if Sydney say yeah he called me he'll be in five minutes I'm already pissed right so it doesn't matter if mm. there's an update which is why I on one hand look like a crazy person because I really am talking to myself because I actually don't want anyone around me to right. say anything right I will say my closest friends know that yeah and they ignore me <laughs> And we've talked about this before of other things. Yeah. I love my tribe. The people who really know me know mm-hmm. when to ignore me because I will come back down. And Ooh, you, especially when you're hungry. Girl, I just need something to eat, child. Just Ooh. let me go. Let me go. I'll come right down once I take a bite. Yeah. And when I tell you, it's such a mood change where you be like, she's psychotic, man. It really is. Because yeah. once I start eating, I'm like, this is fun, guys. Mm-hmm. Even though... Literally 10 minutes ago, I was, <laughs> was like, raging. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why, and the article talks about this too, that sometimes tone matters more if you ha- don't have as close of a relationship with them. Because oh, yeah. oftentimes you can see through someone's tone if you're close with them because you like, I know what they meant. Right. Um, but when you're not that close with them, you're like, Arr! what was that? Like, you because you don't understand, you don't know the person well enough to know what that tone is. And I think tone... That point really, to me, is so evident at work. Mm-hmm. Because with my friends, especially ma- major- uh, majority of my core friends, I've been friends with for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. So even if their tone is out of line, I really know what they're saying. Right. And in most cases, I'm be like, I'm going to let you rock because <laughs> you seem to be in your field. Uh-huh. And I typically won't react off their tone. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm going to let them go ahead. <laughs> I think I react more at work because I don't know you like that. Mm-hmm. And 
especially, I ain't gonna lie, I work with people who are very passive-aggressive at my organization, mm-hmm. so they like to play, like, that wasn't their tone, and it's like, sweetie, you won't play me. Right. But I think the tone, that part of what you said, really does come out when you don't know people. And then it is important to, if you want to put bass in your voice, to put bass in your voice so they know they're not playing with you. Right. Especially when you're setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. Because when you do things playfully, it's kind of like in text form where it's like, stop saying LOL if you really don't mean it. I've really Especially had to start for, controlling that for myself. If it's something yeah. you really want to talk about. Because mm-hmm. I have found myself when I'm wanting to have maybe a tougher conversation via text, which by the way, I don't do that anymore. We're going to talk on the phone because I just hate text texting tone because mm-hmm. like things get misconstrued oh yeah i would soften it mm-hmm. like oh whatever like i don't that's so annoying lol when look like, it's just annoying it's, annoying. it's not even an lol right. stop right yeah but i would do that to soften it yeah. and it's like you can't do that because your boundaries aren't clear because mm-hmm. your tone was fuzzy mm-hmm. and that can happen via your voice. I know I gave a text example yeah but if but... you're telling someone like oh stop that sort of tone comes off very differently than stop. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it either way, either way, one, they should if stop. you hear stop, you hear stop. Yeah. But yeah. we can't act like that sometimes it when we say, stop, we really don't mean stop. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. True. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I've certainly said stop when I didn't mean it. <laughs> and I'm more cognizant of that because I'm like, if I'm saying that, I should mean that. Yes. Or communicate or another communicate word another way that actually like means little flirty that. whatever yes. you're trying to do. Yes, yeah. Do it in another way. Yes. But um, it's just a difference yeah. when I say you a hoe. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And girl, you such a hoe. Right. Y'all know y'all y'all already know what that meant. There has been one time where Shanae called me a hoe that I know she actually was calling me a hoe. Really? Yes. When? So and I don't care about giving this example when? at this point. I feel like I might um, I call you a we hoe? were in college, it was freshman year and we were still sharing um a dorm. And I think you were ready to go to bed and I had company and I think you came into the room and we were kissing and I think when I was escorting oh my God, him I out, I really don't remember. Girl, you were so irritated because you was ready to go to bed, and I think when I was escorting him out, you said something like "this hoe," like, and I was like, she really actually called me a hoe this time because <laughs> she was annoyed and she was ready to go to sleep, and I'm sitting here kissing this boy. Okay, so y'all, <laughs> I have, I do, I don't recall. She was like, because you wasn't talking to me, but you like, she in here being a hoe, and I'm oh, like, so oh, I she probably meant did, because that was weird. <laughs> I, I, if I, I believe you. I believe you. I honestly, y'all, I do not remember that, and not even a funny like. I remember, but I'm trying. I dead ass don't remember that. Yeah, I think that but, was the one time you said it, and you actually was like, "Dento, but he kissed me. I'm trying to go to sleep." <laughs> like, sound like I said that. Sound like I said it. That was definitely a period of time where I shamed for real. So. That 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 probably was true. I'm like, dang, I was just kissing the man. My like. my sincere apologies. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> no, I do, cause like. <laughs> so I think that was the only time. But like, we know how each other communicate. So even in that time, time, because we do call each other hoes jokingly. Even in that moment, I knew I'm like, ooh, that was a real one, cause of the tone. <laughs> like, yeah, I could tell the difference in the tone. So even like I could just tell the way that she was like, mm, she was real calling me home, but she tired. I'm gonna let her go to sleep. I appreciate you. This man out I appreciate the room. you. I y'all yeah, really was like, <laughs> like when she said that, I was like, for real. <laughs> I was literally like, not 
coming and to we mind. were so not hoes in college. Are you kidding we me? Been, but we was not. Should have been. <laughs> um, we were so squeaky clean. Ugh, such a waste. So squeaky Why? clean. I okay. Thinking about freshman year. <sighs> so right before freshman year, mm-hmm. my shorty and I mm-hmm. were no longer. Mm-hmm. And so freshman year, I was. You know, in my feelings, mm-hmm. but there was someone around that if I could go back to college, I would have just let it all out, baby. Yeah, he yeah. was there. He was willing. He was ready. We were so still and worried about was, how we perceived. Yeah, and I was really attracted to him. Like mm-hmm. he would spend the night. We would do everything, but give me very much so like high school energy. <laughs> um, yeah, and I just couldn't like move forward because mm-hmm. I just was so that point I've only sexually been with one person yeah. and so I just felt so like weird mm-hmm. like adding a knot like mm-hmm. all that crap so I didn't yeah. if I could go back I would have just banged him I mean hello he was there and I wanted to I don't you know what I mean you know what's funny I've talked to guys that I was attracted to in college but never would have approached and they said they was intimidated by me I was like by me Maybe because you were, like, so together. I don't even think I was that together. I mean, I feel like for college Mm -hmm. students, we were very goal-oriented and we Mm -hmm. knew what we wanted out of college and our careers. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times with people in college, we know that they're here because they kind of feel like they have to be here. Mm -hmm. They think they know what they want to do. And even for you, because yours did change, Mm -hmm. but... Even in the transition, at every step, you knew what you was trying to do. And right. I think maybe that could have been intimidating. I don't know. But I was just like, I feel like I'm the most least intimidating person. But. I don't know. But I definitely <laughs> feel like if I went back to college, I definitely would have been spreading it low and spreading it wide. <laughs> at least, with, you know, with him. And then, <laughs> look, and then the thing is, at the end of that semester... He was gone. <laughs> yeah, and then me and my shorty started... I don't know what the hell that was. Started doing that again. A situation. That started picking up again, so yeah. then I couldn't. <laughs> right? Right. Should have banged him when I had the chance. <laughs> if only we were just less concerned about how people viewed us, we would be different, but it is what it is at this point. It <laughs> like, is. Everything happens for a reason. That's true. So I don't, like, I don't regret it, but. Right, right, right. You know. Yeah. But that's the little story, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> But I feel like we covered everything from the article and just from our personal experiences as far as tone. I can't think of anything else. I think. So you guys have some takeaways. Yes. So this is what I'll say. When it comes to tone, I feel like, I think bringing the factor of who you're speaking to and how much you care. Absolutely. Not to say you talk about you talk to anybody any old type of way with tone, mm-hmm. but what Sydney brought up in the article is a valid point. When you care about the person and when you're trying to resolve, Mm -hmm. I think that's even more of a time to not only think about what you're saying, Mm -hmm. but your tone when you're looking for a solution. Mm -hmm. When you're setting a boundary, you don't have to be, you know, aggressive in the tone, but your tone should be firm. Yeah. It should be firm and um, so they understand that this is a place where you're not movable, where Mm -hmm. you're not moving. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think the more you think about what you're saying, the message you want to get across, and who's your audience, right. it's not always easy to do in the moment. Right. But I think, once again, when you're focusing on getting out of our default settings mm-hmm. and creating like new wiring, my therapist would always say it's like, all we're doing is switching wires around. Mm-hmm. And getting out of those default settings, we're just personalizing our, like, 
machines. Yeah. That's all that you're essentially doing. Mm-hmm. And I will say, now that I've adjusted my tone, things have been very much easier for me. Right. Getting past, um, I don't want to say arguments, but disagreements or mm-hmm. things like that has been easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel mm-hmm. like I've been more heard, even if it's with romantic partners, friendships, or even, like, colleagues. Yeah. So I think your tone yeah. is very powerful. And at the end of the day, it just gets you more of what you want. Yeah. So, like, no, for yeah. some selfish reasons alone, mm-hmm. really think about your tone and how you saying it. Mm-hmm. Because... Stop the LOLs after... Like, be firm yeah. and know that that's okay. And how you feel is how you feel. Yeah. And, you know, all that type of stuff. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. do have to pee. Okay. I've been holding it, girl, and my bladder is about to burst. Well, guys, keep up with us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Y'all know. As always, this is Good Girls Behaving Badly. I don't even know if I can get up, y'all. I I gotta pee so bad. Bring you the good and the bad of every week.